Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Friday, January 11th, 2019. On today's episode, you're going to join us in the writer's room, and we're going to try to decide the 25 most anticipated movies of 2019. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Serrata, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Managing Editor Jacob Hall. Hello, hello. Weekend Editor Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. Senior writer, Ben Pearson. Hey, what's going on? And writers, Huayta and Bowie. Hey, everyone. And Chris Evangelista. Hi. Okay, so uh, today we're kind of try to, trying to determine the top 25 most anticipated films of the year for our list that we are doing for SlashFilm.com. Jacob, I'm handing you the reins. Oh, uh, yes. If you listen to our last few episodes for, um, where we did the top 50 most uh, memorable moments of 2018, this is going to follow a similar format. We have a master list of movies coming out uh, in next, uh, this year, and we're going to go through, chop some off, keep some on the list, and when all is said and done, we should have a list of 25. Uh, so what I want to do to start is, whereas in previous lists, we started by chopping a bunch off the list, sort of wean it down. I feel like looking at this list, there are some on here they feel all oh, all of us. And, and I yeah. want to be clear that before this podcast, we kind of went through the whole year, the calendar, uh, the release date calendar. We chopped that down to 
How many movies is this? Probably like 70 movies. Yeah, I think I think there's 60, 60, between 60 and 70 on here. Okay, so uh, we're going from that, not the list of every movie coming out this year. Yeah, and I think also I think it's important to note is that, you know, this won't include, you know, movies that will be found at film festivals, small discoveries, stuff that's going to come out of nowhere, stuff that makes a lot of our top 10 lists is stuff that we discover that year. So this is mostly going to be, you know, movies that have already been announced, already have release dates, and we probably won't be including many movies that we've, we saw last year that coming out this year like for example i saw a movie called the perfection at a festival last year it's great but it's not coming out until 2019 but since i've already seen it there's no reason for being on the most anticipated list so this is all movies we have not seen and all movies that um are coming out in 2019 that you know are, are already announced already on the radar all right uh so everybody ready to dive into this yes okay um i'm gonna start by listing off a series of titles and these are titles I think all of us agree must be on the list. If there's any sort of – one person says no, we can talk about it later. But I think these are all pretty much you know, pretty obvious, have to be there. Okay. Yeah. So let's go and start with Star Wars Episode so, Nine. must be on this list. Right, guys? I, I don't agree, Jacob. This is... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. Uh, Peter, screw you. Uh, I mean, the next that, Star that, Wars... that is a joke just so any – I mean I don't think anybody out there believes yeah, I... that was real. I think even the people on the staff who aren't maybe as big of Star Wars fans as Peter and Brad agree that Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be a massive, massive event. Right, guys? Yes. Yes. Especially okay. since they're going to be marketing it as the end of the Skywalker saga. Like, the entire, like, this franchise, this is where it ends. Yeah. Uh, and, like, like I said, I think that's, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the number one when we ultimately rank these. But I also think that, going for the next slot, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood must be on this list. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I feel like a Tarantino movie is an event. That cast is amazing, and there's no there's no way it's not on the list. Does anybody disagree with that one? No. Okay. I'm going to say it. Chapter two, the ne- the sequel to it, the massive hit from a few years ago. I think we all liked it. Even Peter, who's not as big of a horror guy as like me and Chris, like loved the coming of age stuff there. So was anybody was anybody here not like it or think this one shouldn't be on the list? Uh, I don't think it should be on there. <laughs> Chris, fuck you and your horror films. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna slide it chapter two right on up there. Uh, the Irishman, the movie from Martin Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino, bunch of legends. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Chris, tell us more about Irishman. Why is it? I Martin? mean, it, not only is it. Uh, Scorsese reuniting with Robert De Niro for the first time in a very long time. He's also reuniting with Joe Pesci, which is a huge deal because Joe Pesci has pretty much been in retirement for the last few years because he just got tired of being offered the same roles over and over again, which is ironic because he's playing the same role (laughs) that he usually plays in this, but it's a big deal. And this is the first time Scorsese has ever worked with Al Pacino. This is Scorsese's first Netflix movie. Uh, it's a huge deal, especially if you're, you know, if you're a Scorsese fan like I am. This is like, you know, uh, this is I'm more excited about this than Star Wars, even though I am excited about Star Wars. <laughs> does anybody think Irishman does not have a place in this list? If you if you're crazy, but I'd like to hear from you. Um, okay. I, I I I think it deserves a place in this list. I'm just wondering, Jacob, yes. does this list only include theatrical releases? I know Irishman is getting a theatrical release from Netflix, but or or, or does this list include all movies? I think all movies, like for example, like um, uh, the new Dan Gilroy movie, Velvet is a Velvet Buzzsaw. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. that movie is a Netflix movie, but it's premiering at a festival first. So I think as long as it's a movie that has a, um, you know, a, as long as screens and theaters in some capacity, whether it's at a festival or theatrically, I think we should include this. Okay. In fact, let me make sure is Velvet Buzzsaw on this list. I'm adding <laughs> it right now. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. 
All right, the Irishman. Um, let's go ahead and lock that one in because Martin Scorsese. Like that's when, when he makes a movie, we all take notice. All right, this one is one. I we are all big fans of Get Out, so I think Jordan Peele's Us should be on this list. Yes. HG, my only supporter here. Oh <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. This is this is all. This is yeah. like at the top of my list too. Yeah, yes. That, that, that new I'm, trailer is incredible. It's the one I'm looking forward to most this year. Uh, Peter, you, I forget. You, you, did you like Get Out? I, I did like Get Out. I do love Jordan Peele. I don't think this trail like this trailer seems very like there's not much to it. I'm hoping there's more to it than it's letting on. So I'm a little less excited about it. But I, I this is definitely my you know top ten most. Yeah, there's much to the S trailer. It's just a, a weird doppelganger version of a family, you know, doing crazy things to the real family. It's not much there. <laughs> no, but like it doesn't seem like. It, it just seems it just seems like a normal horror movie, and for some reason, and I'm not saying a normal horror movie is bad, Chris. I just for some reason was expecting yeah, you better something. not be. I'm, I, no, I'm, I don't know. Jordan Peele, I was expecting that there's something more to it, and maybe there is. Maybe there. No, I see. I see what you're saying, but I do think this trailer is deliberately being vague yeah, to yeah. not give away the bigger things that I, are happening. I, I think there's a extreme possibility. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, one here, I think we all agree on, maybe his first trailer may be the best trailer I've ever seen, and that is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I know, like, this movie looks incredible. HT, Chris, Ben, I want to hear from you guys. Is Godzilla on this list? Yes, it is for me. That that first trailer, the one they showed at Comic-Con, made me cry, and that's something I'd never have done over Godzilla before. <laughs> so, Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think if that if it had that that much of an impact, it should definitely be in there. Yeah, that first trailer was pretty awesome. Although the subsequent trailer, eh, not as much. Yeah. But yeah, I did not I did not like that second one yeah, as much. Yeah. I have to admit. But as a great director, yeah, Doherty's great. Um, uh, Mike Doherty, I, I love that. I love that he, he made two really great horror movies, and they and the studio said, "Hey, we'll step you up two hundred fifty million dollars and see what you can do making a monster movie at this scale." Uh, he's such a creative. Like ingenious little monster maker on a on a low budget. I'm curious to see what he does when he has that studio budget. All right, so Godzilla King of the Monsters, we're locking that one in. All right, three in a row. That, that then we're gonna then we're gonna move on to um, open discussions. Wait, I, I, think I, not... I, have, I have one question for you. Since sure. we're on this place in the list, yeah, C- can we cut glass from the list? This is uh, I would recommend cutting it because it's terrible. So. Yeah, but here's the thing. If, if we had done this list last week, I would be like, put this on the list. But three out of the people on this podcast have seen this movie, and I don't think any one of those three would recommend it be on this list. Yeah, I feel like in, in an ideal world, we would have recorded this last week, but the you know scheduling and all kinds of nonsense kept that from happening. Uh, so since enough of us have seen glass and all three opinions on glass have been that it stinks, I think we should go ahead and just cut it and focus on the things that we would have. Because, you know, as Peter said, we could go, this would have made it for sure. But I think that in in good conscience, we cannot leave it on this list. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. agree. Feel free to cut glass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, Knives Out, the new Ryan Johnson movie. Hey, Ben, can you uh, pull up the ID page and read the cast for Knives yes, Out? Yes, I can. And I mean, hell yes, this movie should absolutely be <laughs> on this list. It is um, a new Ryan Johnson movie as an Agatha Christie-inspired murder mystery. Uh, ben, who is in this movie? So uh, Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Ana de Armas, Don Johnson. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, Noah Segan, a ton of people. Yeah, 
it, it sounds but, incredible. But guys, I read on internet that Ryan Johnson is the worst director in history. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to prove those people yeah. wrong. Yeah. Again. Th- this right. movie would be near the top of my list. I feel like this. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did yeah. skip a movie here, Jacob. I'm wondering why. John Wick Chapter 3. Oh, because uh, I want to go for ones that I think are 100% locked in okay. for sure. And I think John Wick Chapter 3, there may be some opposition to it. So, but we can oh, really? Back, I want this second. Wait, actually, let's ask. Is, is anybody here opposed to John Wick 3 being on this list? Because it's, it's my number two, probably. Uh, I'm definitely excited for it. I'm a little less excited for it after t- Chapter 2, which I thought was not quite as amazing as the first film. But I'm always up for keanu reeves running around in a suit shooting people so i can't say i'm not excited for it i I will say this because no one listens to the podcast and i could probably say things i'm not allowed to say is uh i know someone who saw this movie and thought it was his third favorite of the uh franchise so Hmm. Eh, i I actually prefer number two number one i think number two is one of the closest things you've seen to a a hollywood version of a south korean revenge movie (laughs) in terms of its glorious over the topness so i I guess i love the world building of that second film so, does, so I guess like oh, let's have a discussion right now since we're already here. Would anybody be opposed to John Chapter Three being on this list? I mean, it would be, it would be on my list for sure. But like I said, I, I don't want to push this yet until we're ready for it. I think it should be in there. I, I just yeah. assumed that was like a definite, but I I don't know. HD, I can hear you almost speaking. Oh no, I just said yeah. I, I oh, think okay. it should be on there. All right, John Wick Three. I'm putting you on the list. All right, uh, Captain Marvel should be on this list, guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, and, and of... <laughs> no, I won't say anything. I do. I do think it does not look great, but I, I'm happy to be proven wrong. And Avengers Endgame should be on this list. Of course. Yes. 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 All right. This is where I'm going to go ahead and, and we, have, we have ten movies on this list so far. We have Star Wars Episode Nine, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, It Chapter Two, The Irishman, Us, Godzilla, Knives Out, John Wick Three, Captain Marvel, and Avengers Endgame. I think those three are I mean, those ten are absolute locks. We can't even debate that they must be on this list. This is the point where I want to, us to start going in a circle again because I think the rest of these they're ones we're really excited about. But this is where we should start having more of a discussion because I think there's cases to be made and cases against pretty much everything else on this list. Really? So yeah. What do you, what else do you think, Peter? I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be the Marvel guy that every Marvel movie needs to be on here. But I feel like Spider-Man: Far From Home, that first film, Spider-Man: Homecoming, was such a delight. It was so good. We haven't seen anything really from this movie, so it's hard to be like, "This looks so good." But um, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a definite. But am I wrong? I like Homecoming a lot, but I think I'm just at this point. Um, Endgame is such a big, such a huge promise of something huge, and Captain Marvel is such a is you know, the first female you know led Marvel movie. So they they, they have these immediate hooks that get me a lot more excited than you know another Spider Man movie. But what is hey Brad? What do you think? I mean, I I'm all for excitement for for a Marvel movie. I think for me the biggest draw right now is just um, the idea of Jake Gyllenhaal playing a villain like Mysterio. Uh, is pretty exciting to me, like an actor of his caliber taking on a role like that, um, especially what a role that is uh, kind of shrouded in mystery right now, since they're framing Mysterio as a good guy first and not necessarily as a villain immediately. So I feel like there's a lot of interesting tidbits here that make this something that could be really exciting. All right, so let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and um, take Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm going to move it off the lower list. And I'm going to put it in a mid-space between our locked-in ones and, and, the, and the rest of this. So... So that we, we've at least talked about Spider-Man. It's not locked in yet, but um, 
I think we should come back to that one in a little bit. Um, but Peter, would, would that, let's say, let's go ahead and start our rotation. Peter, would Spider-Man be your nomination for this list, your first choice? I mean, there's other films on this list that I, I want on there, but um, that seems well, like well, the, that, that seems like the most obvious. Like right. to me, that seems like honestly, that doesn't even seem like 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 is anybody even saying it shouldn't be on there? My whole thing is I'm not saying it shouldn't be on there, but um, we we have two Marvel movies on the list, and there and there's a lot of things in this list that I'm excited for. But if, if you're passionate about yeah. this, and if this is your first choice, saying it must be on the list, and and, and you think that like if this is above <laughs> everything else on this lower list, if you think it should be on the list, um, I will support it. But you, I, you gotta, I gotta definitely know. think above everything else that should be on the list. All right, and um, and then, then I'll say yes, Spider-Man belongs on this list. Okay. All right, uh, let's go have HT. Let's have you pick one to, to put up for nomination. Uh, I'm going to put in How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Yes. I think um, only half of the staff here is a big fan of the How to Train Your Dragon series, but it is Fair, some of us have not the, seen the series. Yeah, some of them have not seen the series who I think would actually really enjoy this series because it's just such a beautifully animated, well-done, well-written story. And uh, this is the capper to the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. And uh, every time one of these movies comes out, it surprises me just like how good um, these movies are. And uh, I did do an interview with the director of How to Train Your Dragon 3, so I was I already was like anticipating it. But I think that this will be an emotionally driven, uh, beautifully animated, good capper to this series. Yeah, I'm totally on board with this movie being on there. I It, it does seem maybe like it is... Uh, not quite across the board anticipated for everybody, especially since Chris hasn't seen these movies yet. Yeah, um, sure haven't. <laughs> and and, and I, I apologize for uh, film shaming you, Chris, but this is the one time I can because you've seen everything else. Listen, I don't, I don't like dragons. I don't like training. I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> the dragons. Well, I mean, we had this debate earlier. They're modeled off of kittens, at least, or in some yeah. capacity, domestic animals that you would really like. So I think that you'd enjoy them. Yeah, this franchise is so heartwarming and delightful. It has it has beautiful animation, and I it's one of the few animated franchises where I've really really gotten caught up in it. And the sequels have been satisfying. I, I think that this one could be a very uh, heartfelt farewell to these characters. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the second one, but the first one's great. Uh, I think this one should be on the list for sure. All right, let's move it up there. Brad, how do you nominate one now? Um, I think that I. Would like to. <laughs> I almost said Sonic the Hedgehog as a joke. <laughs> um, I'm going to nominate Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh um, yes, Brad! Please, please, please yeah. tell us all about this. I so I, I had um, one of the original Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark books when I was a kid, uh, and it really uh, freaked me out and gave me some bad dreams, uh, mostly because of how terrifying the original illustrations were in the book and the idea of uh Guillermo del Toro tackling this property is so enticing to me um I, I especially as somebody who was um a little bit disappointed in Crimson Peak not not that I don't recognize that it has some some value um but I I want to see Guillermo del Toro really tackle uh, a full-on horror movie again and I think that this is the chance for him to do that well, well I have to... not... oh, go ahead, Peter. yeah I'm I was gonna say he's not actually directing the movie so well, I, know he's not, I know he's not directing but like but ha- him having his his fingerprints on and that kind of thing. I think like he, he recognizes uh, talent when it comes to horror. And I think that this has a potential to be something, something really cool. Chris, you talk about Andre uh, or, or uh, sorry, 
Orvidal, the director of this movie. I'm a big fan of his, but I think you are too, right? Uh, yeah, he directed The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which is a really cool indie horror film. I think he also directed uh, Troll Hunter, which is this sort of horror comedy about giant trolls. Troll um, Hunter is really good. It's, it's one of my favorite found footage movies. I love Troll Hunter. Yeah, I have to add, though, I'm I'm apprehensive about this movie. So I, too, I grew up uh, loving the Scary Stories books. I had all three of them, and they were, you know, I read them religiously. My only hesitation here is what made those books so great is that artwork, that weird, drippy, ink-based artwork, which was just, uh, you know, pure nightmare fuel. And there's really no way... To translate that to the to a, 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 a live action film like if they were doing this animated in that style I might be a little more excited but I'm very unsure how they're going to capture it at the same time you know I'm too much of a fan of the books to shrug it off but I, I just wanted to say that I'm a little concerned on how this is going to turn out yeah I mean for me it's a combination of books that I love a director whose previous two films blew me away and a producer who I think has one of the biggest eyes for talent out there but I would, I would like to hear from you know everybody else. And I'm like, HT, Ben, Peter, do these books mean anything to you? Does this, does this team mean anything to you? I, I would like to know from you guys. The the books don't mean anything to me, but you know Guillermo del Toro does, and anything that he's involved with, I'm excited for. I am hoping that this isn't. Uh, what, God, what was the name of that Guillermo del Toro produced movie with? Uh, I think Katie Holmes was in it. <laughs> Um, do you know what I'm talking about with like the little creatures? It was like a. I hope it's not one of those again. But uh, I don't have any connection to this uh, property. I never read these books growing up. But um, if you guys are into it, I think you know there's enough of you who who seem like this impacted you in a big way that I feel like it it, it uh, should be represented on a group list like this. Yeah, don't be afraid of the dark is the name of that movie. Oh yeah! Wow, no. that was yeah, a terrible movie. <laughs> I never read these um, these books growing up either, but I do have an interest in anything Guillermo del Toro is attached to. So I'm OK with this being on the list. OK. Scary stories tell in the dark being bumped up to the top list. Hey, Ben, you're up. Um, I man. OK, so I'm not even a huge Ang Lee fan, but I'm going to nominate Gemini Man, which is. Uh, a movie that he's been working on for a long time. It's the the uh, I'll read the IMDb summary for those of you who may not have heard about this because it's been sort of under the radar for a while. It hasn't been a trailer in any images or anything as far as I know yet. Uh, but it stars Will Smith, and the the logline is an over the hill hitman faces off against a younger clone of himself. And it not only stars Will Smith, but it also stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I love. Uh, Clive Owen is in this. Benedict Wong. So it has a really solid cast. Uh, Billy Ray, who wrote like The Hunger Games and Shattered Glass and a bunch of other good stuff, is one of the writers on this. So I feel like there's a lot of potential. And I know that Ang Lee has been working a lot with the technology to do like the de-aging stuff where Will Smith plays, you know, the younger clone of himself who is who is tracking down old Will Smith. I feel like Will Smith needs a hit. And I don't know. I'm sure Aladdin is going to make a billion dollars. And we'll probably have a conversation about that movie later on in this podcast. But um, in terms of like a... <laughs> I, I guess a, a non-IP Will Smith comeback. I feel like this is uh, this could be it. 
They've been making this movie for years. I think the original script was over a decade ago, right, Peter? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I do have a question for you, Ben. Yes. Have you seen Billy Lynn's long halftime walk? <laughs> I have not, and that's that's what I meant when I was like, I'm not even all in on the Ang Lee train, but I feel like he's bounced, you know, from so around in so many different genres. He's sort of like Danny Boyle in that way, and I I, I don't know if he's made just a, an out and out action film like this before so i'm i'm very curious and i think even if it turns out to be a disaster i'm still anticipating it so i feel like it it belongs on this list if i don't know that's my pitch i'm on the fence about this film because i think it has the potential to be a really good um action flick just judging by the cast but i think it also has the potential to be a forgettable uh kind of sci-fi film that we've seen before and i don't know whether just like because just like basing it on the the synopsis and the production history i could really count it as one of my most anticipated movies how about we move it up to the mid-tier with spider with with, uh where spider-man was a little while ago so we'll keep it in the conversation and we can come back to it and uh have ben pick another one for now so i should pick another one yeah there's enough opposition to gemini man that i want to bump it up to our disgust area um but i want you to pick one that see if we can find one that we can lock in right right now Okay, uh, let's go with Toy Story 4. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody opposed to Toy Story 4 being on this list? I'm not opposed. I'm so hesitant about this movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat because I love Toy Story 3 so much and I thought it was a perfect, perfect ending. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm opposed either, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this sequel simply because it seems wholly unnecessary. I guess I'm looking at this list as like things that I'm curious about, like, you know, even even beyond like whether or not I think they're going to be great. It's just like these are the movies that I'm looking forward to because I'm super curious about them. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Toy Story 4 should be on this list. Does anybody adamantly say, nope, put your foot down. That shouldn't be on the list. All All right. right. Toy Story 4 on the list. Okay, um, Chris, you're up. Uh, I'm going to go with Pet Cemetery. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased because one thing I visited the set, and for another thing, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. But this looks uh, amazing to me. And um, like, even if I hadn't visited the set, like that that first trailer is uh, is pitch perfect in my mind. It, it's creepy. It's effective. It's like if you somehow had never seen the original movie or read the book, you would I think you would be intrigued and not really know what was going on. So. Uh, it pushes all my buttons, in another word. Uh, I think this looks great, but I want to hear from the non-King fans. Does the trailer do anything for you? See, I'm one of these people that I didn't like the original Pet Cemetery movie, and uh, I like some of King's stuff, and I don't like other of King's stuff, but... And I don't feel like the trailer has me that excited, but uh, uh, talking with Chris at Comic-Con about this movie his excitement is so infectious that i'm excited to see what it is and hoping that it might be like another it yeah i was I, just gonna chime in real quick and say that i have not seen the original and i've never read the book and the trailer has me intrigued so i'm that person chris was talking about so yeah i think it should be up there yep yeah, i'm gonna put, put cemetery on this list because you know if, this if we're entering the king of sons the, the of all these cmp movies they've announced in the wake of it I think Pet Cemetery is going to be one to keep an eye on. It's an eye for quality and an eye for how this looks going forward for more future adaptations. All right. Well, it comes around to me to pick one. And we, should, no- we should note at this point we have 15 movies on our yes. top 25, so we only have 10 more slots. This is where it's going to get, uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. a little contentious. Yeah. I'm going to do my mine, and then and after this we'll, we'll shake things up a little bit, I think. 
But uh, Jojo Rabbit, the new Taika Waititi movie, I think need to be on this list. Yes. 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 Yeah, I mean, following Odu in the Shadows and Thor Ragnarok, he's the most exciting guy making movies right now. And a fantasy film set in pre-World War II Nazi Germany uh, starring Scarlett Johansson, Sam Rockwell, and Taika Waititi as a fantasy version of Adolf Hitler, the main character, a young boy, makes up to fantasize as his best friend. <laughs> is It sounds insane. It sounds crazy. And knowing Taika is going to be a lot of humor, a lot of heart, and a lot of like satire in there. Uh, anybody opposed to Jojo Rabbit being on this list? Not in the least. <laughs> okay. That brings us to 16 on this list. So what I want to do is I want to take a quick look over what's left on this list, guys, and see if there's anything we want to quickly say goodbye to. Like anything that you, you look at and say, yes, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to say in one sentence why I'm looking forward to it, then immediately delete it. Like, for example, um, I really think that um, Midsommar, the new film from Ari Aster, director of Hereditary, I'm really excited, but I know nothing. There's no trade, no information. So I think it shouldn't be. So even though I want to acknowledge it right now, it shouldn't be on this list. So the director alone is not worth it for that one. Yeah. Does anybody else have any instant cuts they want to make just to, just to share some love for something on this list before we just to say, I love it, but we got to cut it? I don't have a love it, but I think Aladdin is not going to make this list. I was about to say that too, actually. I was like, Aladdin does not look good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think it looks bad. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know. Who knows? Guy Ritchie I, doing Aladdin is not exciting. Yeah, I would say Annabelle three. I just don't think, even if you like the Annabelle films, I don't think that really belongs on like a, like yeah, we can't wait to see Annabelle three. Like I, I can't picture that. <laughs> yeah, I like the first two Annabelle, especially the second one. But yeah, let's chop it off. All right, uh, Zombieland have... 2. Does anybody like Zombieland 2 on this list? I really was a fan of Zombieland when it came out, but I, I don't have any enthusiasm for the sequel. Yeah, I think it's, like, too late. It's, like, 20 years too late. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, I'm sorry. I cut you off there. What, what yeah, do you want to say? I was just going to say Cold Pursuit. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to this because I think it looks ridiculous and, and fun, but I Wait, don't what, think it Wait, what is this movie? I don't okay, even know. Okay, so, so Cold Pursuit is uh, – it stars Liam Neeson, and it's basically the Snowplow movie where Liam Neeson <laughs> oh, like yeah. enacts revenge on uh, people who have murdered his son or something like that with a snowplow. Um, I like I said, I think it looks really fun, but I don't think it belongs on a list like this. Right, I'm gonna before we delete this, I'm gonna jump in and say Cold Pursuit is a remake of a film called In Order of Disappearance, starring Stellan Skarsgård that I saw years ago at Fantastic Fest. Same director, Hans Peter Moland. And the original one is so good. It's one It's one of the funniest dark comedy revenge movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not going to carry weight in this list. But knowing that Cold Pursuit is a remake from the same director makes me so interested. But yeah, I'm deleting it. All right, I think we can delete The Curse of La Llorona. I saw footage of this uh, at Comic-Con. <laughs> and it looks like a really good, you know, typical scary Conjuring-esque, you know... Um, Ghost Goes Boo movie. It was very, very fun to watch. Not going to make this list. Uh, does anybody want to go to bat for X-Men Dark Phoenix before we, before we shuffle this one to the Oblivion? I mean, this movie has had so many, like, you know, it's had reshoots. There's so much uh, behind-the-scenes rumors of, you know, it being a mess. I don't, I don't know, even if you were excited, it feels like that would put a taint on it. Yeah, exactly. It's been delayed so many times. Like, I feel like nobody's pumped for it. Is, am I wrong about that? Does anybody here want to say this should be on the list? No. <laughs> I'm All curious right. about it, but it should not be on the list. Yeah. Uh, Terminator 6. After Genesis, I, I can't in good conscience put a Terminator movie on yeah, this Yeah, but list. see, see the, the interesting thing about this one, and I'm not going to fight for it, is that first, James Cameron is involved. This is the first one. Sure, he said uh, he gave his approval after seeing the last one, 
but this one he's actually actively involved in the development and it's uh who's the director uh tim tim miller tim miller who yeah. did the original deadpool and i think uh, you know his involvement in visual effects he was part of what blur studio oh uh, yeah blur, blur, blur studio is, is his company yeah yeah um I, I think that's kind of exciting but we haven't seen anything from this so i feel like you we're going in having we're kind of all sick of terminator films but i feel like those two things are promising but i mean i feel like because we haven't seen anything all right how about moves up next yeah. to gemini man is something that we can consider uh when, when we get to the final slots I don't think right. it's going to make it, but... I don't, I don't think so either, but you're right. Let's not delete it immediately. Uh, okay. Anything else we want to shout out for? Like, like Anyone else other than me think The Lighthouse, which is the movie from the witch director Robert Eggers, probably going to be pretty great. Will it make, the, will it make our list? Mm. <sighs> I don't know, because I, I love The Witch so much, but this is the same thing with the Ari Aster movie, and that we haven't seen like anything of it, so it's hard to really know. Yeah, I adore the witch, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what we can expect from this movie. I'm the one guy on this podcast that didn't love, love, love the witch. So, all right, let's by okay, the lighthouse, the movie from Robert Eggers looks probably going to be very fantastic, but let's say it made our top. It was, it was number twenty six. Okay, all right. Let's just go ahead and do another. Let's go. Oh, I think some... um, another one we can cut is Sonic the Hedgehog, unless anyone's really looking <laughs> oh. forward to it. <laughs> that movie looks terrible. It looks as bad as Pikachu looks surprisingly good. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen Sonic's legs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be incredible. I, 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 have, I, have, I have one we can cut. How would Dumbo? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot yeah, of I Disney think... fat on this list this year. Yeah. And how about Hellboy, guys? Is anybody is anybody excited for Hellboy Light? No, it looks awful. Please. <laughs> well, right, I'm, I'm actually to... curious to hear if anybody's excited for Hobbs and Shaw. Ben? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, it would instantly turn to me. I am curious, but I don't – I'm not uh, willing to fight for it on this list. So that should tell you about the level of curiosity that uh-huh. I have. I, I don't think it belongs on a group list. I think it would just eke into the very bottom of my personal list if I was making one. But um, Yeah, mine but, yeah. too. I'm not, I'm not prepared to give a Hobbit Hobbit and yet. I, okay. I'm not ready to give it up. I'm going to move it up to the middle section. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and go around again. Let's do, let's do some nominations and see if we can get a little tougher on ourselves or if we all agree. So let's go ahead and start, um, start with Peter. What would you nominate for your for the top, for the the final nine slots? This one I think is going to have some resistance to it, so I'm going to nominate it anyways, though. Uh, I'm going to nominate uh, John Favreau's Lion King uh, because I, I love John Favreau. He's only done me wrong two times. And uh, I really did like the Jungle Book. And out of the three Disney animation to live action adaptions this is, uh, that are coming out this coming year, this is the only one that looks like something I want to see. Um, uh, when when I saw that trailer at D23, like it literally brought, you know, tears to the eyes of everybody around me. Uh, I'm curious, like how much different it is from the animated film. I there is some hesitation that it's just going to be a kind of shot for shot. I know the producers have said that that's not the case, uh, but I, I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, I agree. I think that the technology alone is going to be fascinating. To like, John Favreau is, is in recent years has become like James Cameron esque in his attempts to like use film tech in really interesting ways. And I, I have the same hesitations you do, Peter. But in, in, of all the live action, oh, quote unquote, live action movies coming. I feel like this this is the one to be excited about. Does anybody disagree? 
No, I actually agree with you as the one person who's like really adamantly opposed to all the, all the live action Disney films uh, adapting their animated movies. The Lion King is probably the one that I'm the most willing to just kind of give a, ch- a shot at. And that cast, too. I mean, you can't deny Beyonce, Donald Glover. I mean, the list yeah. goes on. Yeah. Lion King belongs on this list. Uh, HT, what do you nominate? Um, I'm going to nominate Shazam. So this is going to be a superhero heavy list, but I was really excited for Shazam after seeing the first trailer for this film. Um, I didn't really know what to expect because the set photos from this movie did not look great. But then when the trailer was just so lighthearted and fun and entertaining and was basically just big as a superhero movie uh, with Zachary Levi just being endlessly charming, I was all in. I'm excited for this movie. Yeah, I can't argue against that. Anybody else? Think Shazam shouldn't be here? Nope, I'm I'm all for it because I was also just floored by how good that trailer was and how much fun it looked. Welcome to the top twenty-five, Shazam. Uh, uh, I would like to nominate Men in Black International. Um, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were phenomenal in Thor Ragnarok together. I think teaming them up in this capacity has a lot of potential. Uh, I know the Men in Black sequels have left a lot to be desired when compared to the original, but this looks like it. It uh, could be a lot of fun. I'm excited about the idea of expanding the universe of Men in Black uh, and seeing what these two can uh, do together in a movie like that. Yeah, I think the trailer was surprisingly charming. I think it leans very heavily on those two having amazing chemistry. And uh, honestly, I could watch um, Tessa, uh, Tessa and Chris just lounge around in suits looking awesome, shooting alien guns all day. I mean, F. F- Gary Gray is not nearly as talented of a director, in my, in my opinion, is Barry Sonnenfeld, who made the first three. But Barry Sonnenfeld also made Men in Black 2, which is one of the worst films I've ever seen. So who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this belongs on the list. Any strong opposition? I'm in the middle on this one, but I'm not like willing to like fight against it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I really like the cast. I was not excited by the trailer, but I'm will, I am anticipating it just because I love Tessa and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, exa- right. exactly what HT said is how I'm feeling. Perfect. Men in Black International. All right, Ben. If you want to renominate Gemini Man, you can do that now, or there's something else on the list that sings to you, let me know. I'm going to throw a wrench into this whole thing. I'm going to nominate Joker, which is something I never thought that I would say. But I think, you know, the, this is DC's new movie that's not in the DCEU. It's directed by Todd Phillips. It stars Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Uh, it's like a weird one-off origin story movie. When this project was first announced, I could not have cared any less about it, but with every subsequent announcement about it, I, you know, I, I went on this weird ride where I was like angry that this movie existed. I thought it was so stupid. And then now somehow against all odds, I've come completely around to being like super excited to see what the hell this movie is. So yeah, I'm going to nominate Joker. I don't know if it's going to make this list, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it. I was going to nominate the same thing for the same reason, Ben. You have, <laughs> you have, you have my ax. <laughs> I'm, on a, um, I'm honestly surprised Chris didn't nominate Joker. I was actually going to when it came to me, but so uh, <laughs> now I gotta pick something else. I'm I am I'm right there with Ben where when this was first announced, I was like, ugh, but I don't know. I turned around on it. Yeah. See, this is a movie I that I was gonna I was gonna say I was gonna nominate, but the only reason I didn't is I knew one of you guys would. I thought it was gonna be Chris. <laughs> right, I think surprisingly to- I'm also coming around to this movie too, even though I hate the 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 prospect of it i am interested just because walking phoenix is looking like he's having a ball so oh man joker good welcome to the list todd phillips <laughs> joker holy how did that happen but there we go yeah. okay chris it's your turn 
shit. I was going to do Joker. Now I got to look. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to say The Report just because that movie has like an incredible cast. I don't even know much about the plot. Honestly, Wait, what, but, what is The Report? Uh, I don't even have like the synopsis in front of me. I'm basing this on the cast. I'm basing it on Steven Soderbergh is directing it. I mean, producing it. So uh, it's, it's, it's literally on my list just for that. It's playing at Sundance. I have the synopsis if you want me to read it real quick. Yes, please do. From IMDb, uh, in the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks, CIA agents begin using extreme interrogation tactics on those they think were behind it. And it's written and directed by Scott Z. Burns, who has collaborated with Soderbergh a bunch of times over the years. Yeah. And the cast right. includes uh, Adam Driver, John Hamm, Jennifer Morrison, Michael C. Hall, Maura Tierney, Matthew Reese, Ted Levine, Tim Blake Nelson, Annette Benning, And it goes on and on and on. It's... It really it, it is a very very impressive looking movie. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough, I think this is one of the first uh, narrative feature films from Vice, the uh, company oh. that you know makes you know that the website and the magazine and the HBO series. Hmm. It's I interesting, think, oh. but like, is this a definite? Like, should this definitely be on there? On a, on a list that's to be fair, very very full of, of big blockbuster superhero movies. I think the report kind of shines through as something that. A different kind of cinema we can all be excited about, and I yeah, think it should be on a list. That's part of the reason I picked it. Like, I don't want this list to only be, yeah, genre pictures. Like, I, I'm, you know, there are so few quote unquote original movies anymore that when one pops up, I, I would yeah. like us to highlight it. My only hesitation with this is I didn't even know what this this movie existed until you mentioned it, you know, a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been in and out of the headlines uh, on Slashfilm.com for yeah. about a year, uh, yeah. so it's. All right, I'm gonna on three, two, one. I'm gonna put this on on the top twenty-five unless someone objects. Three, two, one. Welcome to the list. The report. All right, which brings it to me now. I'm gonna throw an, a, a massive wrench into this list. If you guys tell me no, I will immediately back off uh, and immediately understand why. But I'm gonna recommend Detective Pikachu for this list because that trailer is so much better than it has any right to be. And as someone who did not realize I loved Pokemon as much as I did until I saw that trailer, I just the visuals of Pokemon living in the world and being brought to in this sort of photorealistic life, uh, it just awoken a nostalgia in me that I did not know was there. But at the same time, I understand this movie um, sound, This movie sounds like how vomit tastes. But I think it looks a lot what? better. Okay, that was such a... <laughs> does anybody, does anybody who here thinks I'm crazy for wanting to take a Pikachu on this list? I mean, I've talked to someone who saw this movie and really, really liked it a lot. And the trailer won me over. I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but I definitely want to see it. HT, what do you think about this? As the other major P uh, Pokemon fan, yeah. I was also kind of opposed to this movie. But then the trailer... I wouldn't say I loved it, but I was intrigued enough to think that I will watch this movie when it comes out in theaters. So I'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it being on our most anticipated list. See, this is uh, Chris's uh, worst fear. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit it looks better than it has any right to be, so yeah. I'm not going to put up too much of a, a fight. So, By the way, a few years ago, if you had told us that the Detective Pikachu movie was going to be on our list of most anticipated and not the Lego movie t sequel. And I'm not saying that the Lego movie sequel should be on our list. It's just amazing that, like, how things can turn around. Yeah. I think the, the lack of Miller and Lord or Lord Miller in the director's seat for yeah. Lego movie 2 is why I can't be enthusiastic just yet. Yeah. 
All right, Detective Pikachu, I'm putting you... I choose you for our top <laughs> 25. All right, that brings us to 22 movies on the list, guys. We have three more slots to fill. So oh break out the knives. This is where it's going to get brutal. Do you want, does anybody, once again, want to say goodbye to anything? Do you want, do you want to just give a nice little tribute to a movie on this list that you're excited for and just say goodbye? Because I would like to do that for Frozen 2. I think Frozen 1 is delightful, but Frozen 2, as we haven't seen enough, we don't know enough, I think it can go. Yeah, yes. I, I feel like yeah. we don't know the catch. We don't know the pitch for that movie yet. And like so far, it just like seems like a Disney sequel. I was going to say, can we get rid of Jumanji 2 also, or 3, whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, I think the, the previous one is surprisingly good, but I, I can't fight for it here. Yeah, I feel like if I had seen a trailer, maybe I'd be willing to fight for it, but I just... I yeah, I, I liked Jumanji Welcome to Jungle a lot, but I yeah, probably not gonna be able to fight for it. Right, I anyone... would maybe get rid of the untitled Danny Boyle Richard Curtis musical. I am a big fan of both of those guys, but um wait, did somebody uh, disagree with that? No, no, that's literally what I was going to say because we don't really know anything about it. Well, I, I have uh, a quick thing about it that I just wanted to say to put it on people's radar, even though I don't think it's going to make this list. So uh, Ed Sheeran plays himself in the movie, and there, uh, I think his name is Ham- Himish Patel from um, EastEnders, is the lead guy, and he plays a character who wakes up to discover that he's the only person on the planet who remembers the music of the Beatles. So he like pretends like he wrote those songs and becomes a superstar musician himself. Um, you know, it sounds very much like a Richard Curtis kind of whimsical, uh, cute story, but I just don't know if it's going to make make the cut here. If there was a trailer, maybe, but yeah, it sounds great, but it only, it only sounds great right now. It doesn't look great. We, we don't know. All right. Goodbye, musical. Another one All I right. think I would want to mention uh, that probably won't make it is Triple Frontier. This is uh, J.C. Chandor. Um, he did Margin Call and... What else? Uh, uh, most Violent Year, I think. Yeah, Most Violent Year. Yeah. And uh, this movie stars Ben Affleck. It's five former Special Force operatives reuniting to plan a heist um, on a border zone in South America. It sounds uh, like it could be good. It also has Charlie Hunnam, uh, Pedro Pascal, Oscar Isaac, uh, Garrett Hedlund. So all yeah, those there's a trailer guys. out for this right now. It's a Netflix movie, so you can yeah. check out slashfilm.com if you want to watch that trailer if you haven't seen it yet. Can we move this up to the middle instead of delete it? Because I was gonna make I was gonna make a case for this one for the for the last three okay. slots. Move it to the all middle. Right. Yeah. By the way, do we have to do twenty five? Could it be thirty? Let's talk mm. about this. Um, I, or why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Why don't we get to that point once we get to the middle? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Listen this way. Um. Let's go into this. Um, is anybody? What else wants? What else should be in the middle? Let's just open up the table here. Um, what else do you think? Looking at this list, there's a lot of fat here. Like nobody's gonna want New Mutants on this list. No one's gonna want um, Shaft on this list. I um, actually kind of want to see New Mutants. Maybe I'm the only one. I know it's been delayed 17 times, but I thought that first trailer was actually really cool because it looked like a horror movie, and that appealed to me. But then again, I don't know if the movie even looks like that anymore because they've reshot it like five times. Yeah, my concern is that the first trailer was so good, but then um, the news of it being radically reshot and radically reworked has me like de- has deflated me in a huge way. I I don't, I'm willing to hear you out here, Chris, but I, I can't. No, I mean that that's really like the the furthest of my argument that I would go. I thought it looked cool, but I mean it might be terrible now. So yeah, maybe it is worth cutting. Okay, <laughs> I, I have a pitch for you. Sure, a pitch for the middle. 
And it's a movie called Flarsky. This is, uh, we don't have a comedy on this uh, list. Uh, Brad, I'm disappointed in you. And, uh, Detective Pikachu is a comedy. Oh, I guess that's a comedy. It's a family comedy. It's a fantasy adventure. No, but with sci fi oh, elements. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit's a comedy. What is? Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah, I guess that is. Okay. Okay. Pet Cemetery, that's a comedy. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, Flarsky is produced by Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. It uh, is directed by Jonathan Levine, who did like 50 50 and uh, what is that? The Night Before or whatever? Uh, the Wackness. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, those kind of movies. I, I fifty fifty was one of my best films of that year, my favorite films of that year. Uh, this film stars Charlie Theron, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Andy Serkis, a b- bunch of people, and it's about a guy who is an unemployed journalist who uh, you know has his misfortunes and uh, he goes to try to uh, pursue his childhood crush, uh, who used to be his babysitter. It sounds like it could be fun and funny i i mean we haven't seen anything from this but i i, I like the pedigree of everybody involved here yeah i'm, I'm for moving Farsky to the middle for sure all right oh. i don't know if anyone is excited about this movie except me but i really would like to have uh extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile on the list this is um it's a new film from joe berlinger who primarily directs documentaries uh one of his few feature films is Blair Witch 2 which I'm like one of those few people who actually likes that movie but this is about Ted Bundy and it has Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy and all of those elements combined just have me utterly fascinated the idea of of Zac Efron as Ted Bundy uh, really piques my interest this is this is playing at Sundance and it's like number one on my list of things I want to see at Sundance that's funny I I was gonna be like this sounds like it's playing at Sundance (laughs) yeah I, I love any uh, any movie whose title is a transcript from a court testimony. <laughs> so I, I, I think that it's all moves up to the middle for sure. Because I think Efron, I think Zach Efron is such an exciting actor. Like more exciting people give him credit for. So I think we should put it there. Yeah. The only thing that worries me about this is Sundance has a lot of movies that have like a big star like this. And it's based on true events. And it, it, those, I would say like eight out of ten of those end up being not good. And they're there because you know, Sundance wants to get, you know, big people in town in Park City. Okay, so to look at this right now, here are the movies we have in the middle. Gemini Man, Terminator 6, Hobbs and Shaw, Triple Frontier, Flarsky, and Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Now, we need, we need to fill three more slots. Is there anything else in the bottom list that anybody here thinks needs to be in contention for those final three slots? I have one. Um, I'm surprised that no one has nominated Velvet Buzzsaw, especially after the great trailer that we received yesterday. Uh, this is the film by Dan Gilroy, who was the director for Nightcrawler, and it's reuniting him with Jake Gyllenhaal, his Nightcrawler star, in a uh, horror horror thriller film about killer art come to life. Um, so it also stars Tony Collette, Rene Rousseau, John Malkovich. It looks so fascinating. It looks like Jake Gyllenhaal being weird again, which I always love. So I am excited for this film. I I really like the trailer. So um, I nominate that, that that for the middle. Yeah, I agree. It belongs in the middle. I think that Nightcrawler is one of the best films of, this, of yeah. the past decade. I, I recently went through my my last 10 years of my letterbox history, and that, that was one of, I think, 10 movies that got a five-star review for me in the last 10 years. So uh, I, I'm excited for that. Uh, one I want to nominate is a movie called Under the Silver Lake. And this is from David Robert Mitchell, who is the guy that did It Follows, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, 
and this movie is kind of a mystery it seems like uh it's about this guy named sam who uh finds a mysterious woman swimming in his apartment pool one night and the next morning she disappears and he sets off on a journey across la to try to find her and along the way uncovers some kind of mysterious controversy uh conspiracy and uh this stars andrew garfield and uh i don't know I- i'm i'm excited about this movie I'm shocked. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, please. You go first. I was just going to say, this seems like the kind of movie that Peter would hate. Like, the the actual um, log line sounds like something he'd be interested in. But, Peter, I don't know if you've, like, seen the trailer. I have not seen the trailer for it. Okay, yeah. and and I I love L.A. movies, though. Right, yeah. But if you've read some of the early reviews and stuff, it seems like this movie is kind of a huge mess. And Uh, I think they – I don't know. It just seems like – yeah, like I was. I was. I could compare it to would be like something like Suspiria or something, where it's like, not that the movies are really? are similar, but just in terms of like, uh, on on paper, it sounds like something that Peter might be interested in, but in the execution, it it probably won't be. But I don't know. That's See, I think my... I think the thing was I loved uh I loved it follows so much. So I was I don't know maybe I you know I haven't seen the trailer for this one. Yeah. So I, I I like the cinematographer who also did Glass, which is one of the only things that was good about that movie was was how it was shot. Um, but oh, uh, if like you if you guys are saying that it's not good or if it's being said it's not good, then I mean it's, then it's not... been delayed a bunch of times yeah. and it's played a few festivals and everything I've read said it is like it's it's like an interesting mess, but it is a mess. So I don't know. I mean I still want to see it, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we actually have a review of it from from, from last year from one of the many fests where it played to lukewarm reactions, and that was like a six out of ten. And it's um, it's just a fantastic fest. Nobody liked it. I mean, like everyone was really muted about it at the fest. Other other fests, nobody liked it. Somehow, it I, seemed... I missed all that those those reactions. It's getting fifty four percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, you know, I, not that I want to go by a tomato meter, but. Uh, that's enough to make me say like no, okay, I, I'm I'm wrong. I haven't done enough research into this one. I, I was just looking at the the people involved. Okay, um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna look at looking at the list. There's some stuff I'm interested in. Like I think Captain State looks interesting. I th- I think that Rocket Man could be interesting. Uh, Nightingale, the new Jennifer Kent movie. Um, I'm, I'm interested, but I think we can go ahead. There's nothing on this bottom list. That makes me scream and must be in our top 25. Is there anything else for you guys? Uh, what about Lucy in the Sky? Uh, we were all talking about that earlier, and I feel like oh. that's something that we're all intrigued by. You know, uh, th- that, the title change. Yeah, that title is what got me. Is I, I completely forget that, that that was Pale Blue Dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if it was still called Pale, Pale Blue Dot, I would remember that should be in our, in our middle list at least. This is, um, let me go ahead and pull up. I think it's Noah Hawley's directorial debut. Yes, Noah Hawley, the... Um, the creator of Legion and FX's Fargo, a really, really talented uh, television uh, producer and writer. Let's see, I'm trying to pull up the IMDb page for this movie. I know Natalie Portman and John Hamm are in it. Natalie Portman and John Hamm, Zazie Beetz, Dan Stevens, Ellen Burstyn. Uh, I'm going to read the um, an astronaut returns to Earth after a lengthy mission and begins an affair with a fellow astronaut. Uh, she, heads in, she heads into a downward spiral as she loses her connection to her family, a condition that can afflict those who spend a long time in space. And when her lover begins an, another affair with an astronaut trainee, the bottom drops out. So it's sort of a uh, drama set in the world of, of NASA and astronauts. And I think Holly is great. I guess the one Mark against the movie, it's the same Mark we've had against other movies so far, has been we don't, haven't seen a trailer. Uh, I think we've seen like a still of Natalie Portman in the movie, but that's about it. But based on, on Holly alone, I'm cool bumping it up. I still think it's going to make the top 25 when we actually really get down to it. 
I also want to say that it's, I think it's loosely inspired by that astronaut who made headlines and sort of tabloid headlines for driving across the country in a diaper. Yes, yeah, sure. it is, yes. It is yeah. based on a real thing. Yeah. yeah. So, if, right. if that if that makes it any better, sell. Okay. If it was still called Pale Blue Dot, I'd Lucy in the Sky is such a bad title compared to Pale Blue Dot. But I'm, that's stupid. That's a dumb thing to get worked up about. But it's, it's I'm, yeah. I'm getting worked up about it anyway. Okay. I would Lucy... actually like to make a case for Rocket Man, um, simply because I think that this looks like it does something different with the musical biopic because it's described as a uh, a musical fantasy, and I think it's going to do something that I wish something like Bohemian Rhapsody had done. I think Taron Edgerton is a phenomenal choice to play Elton John. I think Elton John is such a kooky character in his own right that doing a movie that feels like uh, almost like an across-the-universe approach to his uh, own life and rise to fame sounds very interesting to me, especially with somebody like Dexter Fletcher behind the camera who... I don't know about you guys, but I really love Eddie the Eagle. I think it's a really uh, fun um, underdog sports movie that like that often doesn't really get made much anymore. And I think that he really brought some some flair to it and, and vibrancy to that story. And so I think him doing something like Rocket Man is really exciting. Yeah, I, you've sold me. Let's move it up to the middle. My, my only worry with that film is you see in the trailer like that moment where the people in the in the concert are like floating in the air. Uh, is it the people in the concert or the people on stage? I'm now forgetting. It's one of it's, the two. It's the people in the concert and they're, they're yeah, they're around the level of the stage. I, I'm just wondering how much of the movie is it going to be that kind of wonderful fantasy? And I feel like that's going to be like one of like two moments, but, uh, but I want to see this. All right. So let's look at, is, it, is everybody agree there are our final three should come from this middle section. Is there anything else we think should be added to this section? Um, One movie I want to mention, but I'm not sure it deserves to be in our middle section, is Missing Link, just because it's from Leica Animation Studios. I don't feel like Leica has made anything that's like been best of the year yet, You know, unlike Pixar or Disney or the other really? animation you, you don't think that Kubo and the Two uh, Strings Kubo, is... I haven't seen Kubo yet. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, it's on man. my list. It's on my list of shame. It's on my watch list. Uh, but I, I like don't think like that topped anybody's top ten. Like it was in their top ten. But like there has been movies from Disney. There's been movies from DreamWorks. There's been movies from Pixar. Uh, maybe not Illumination, <laughs> but those those other studios that have like been the best film of the year according to people and i feel like like uh everybody seems to like their movies and they loved kubo but it has never reached like the best of the year which which i'm not saying doesn't make well, if i was working back then on yeah. com, it would have topped my top 10 probably it would have been your number one well that's what i mean by top of that year uh, yeah, okay. maybe not top 10 it was my number five or six slot. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty warm on it on my list. Uh, but uh, I feel like this one doesn't look as exciting as, you know, Kubo or Paranorman or their other stuff. Like the story here, I don't know. It's a bad trailer, but does, the trailer doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie, you know. I, but the trailer definitely, definitely left me a little deflated. But Yeah, I had the same reaction too. As a big Leica fan, I don't think they've made a bad movie yet. And yet this trailer did not kind of made the, the op, feel the opposite. I think it leaned too far heavily into Zach Galifianakis's comedy antics, and I was just not really feeling the overall movie. And I wonder if Travis Knight is kind of the, 
I was going to make the comparison to John Lasseter, but that's, that feels wrong. The Miyazaki. The Miyazaki of that studio and him not being there, you know, being away doing Bumblebee. May, I'm wondering if it has any effect on this film. Yeah, I think we, I think we gave it its due credit by talking about it here, but it shouldn't make the list. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to delete this bottom list unless anybody else wants to jump in right now and, and, and scream for something. I don't have anything that, that I think would fit, but I just want to give a quick shout out to two things that that are getting ready to disappear. And that is uh, a movie called The Kitchen, which is from director Andrea Burloff, who I think this is her first movie. She's the writer of Straight Outta Compton. And the movie sounds really interesting. It's the wives of New York gangsters in Hell's Kitchen in the 1970s continue to operate their husband's rackets after they're locked up in prison. And it sounds sort of like Widows. And it has uh, the cast includes uh, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish and Donald Gleason. Elizabeth Moss, Common, James Badge Dale, Margot Martindale. I mean, it sounds like a really like interesting, cool movie. Um, I wasn't as crazy about Widows as a lot of every, you know, pretty much everybody else was, especially Chris. But um, this sounds like something with a similar premise that might, you know, be able to fill that hole for me. Um, so that was one that's called The Kitchen. Uh, and then the other one is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. I'm sure everybody knows about that. I just don't think that's going to make this list but uh mariel heller is directing that one i feel like if that documentary didn't come out i would be more excited about this film yeah Yeah. i I agree i think so that's fair okay hold on jacob before you delete it uh did we decide not to consider lucy in the sky is that oh we we, let's let's go above the one up since we did talk about it okay Okay. I just I just want to highlight what not to drag this out any longer, but there's only one more I want to highlight, which I know won't make the list, and that's uh, Ad Astro, which is the new sci-fi film from James Gray, who is one of my favorite directors. He directed uh, the Lost City of Z or the Lost City of Zed, if you're from the UK, as they call it. Uh, he directed We Own the Night. He he's he makes these really good indie films that make no money, but they're phenomenal. He made The Immigrant. He works a lot with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, this is like a, a sci-fi epic with Brad Pitt in it and uh, Ruth Nega. And I know it's not going to be on the list, but I just want to highlight it because I'm excited about it. Yeah, if we had seen more about it, like Ad Astra is intriguing, but I need to see more before I can commit to it on this list. That's my view on it. Okay, hitting delete. All right, guys, time for the final three. Um, let's go ahead and just uh, get the temperature of the room. Um, go around really quickly and tell me, what your number one from this list is, Peter. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do this, we yes. have 31 movies here. Yes. Do we want to still go to 25 or can we go to 30? All right. I'm here's up my, for 30. Here's my one concern going to 30. And this is going to sound really, really dumb. Is I like the idea of us being forced to make hard decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, yeah. And I think, I think that we can trim six movies from this list. Okay. All right, so Peter, what, 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 what would be your number one movie from this list? Number one movie from this list. Um, hmm. Honestly, probably, I don't know. This list is, it, there's a lot of movies I want to see here, but they're not a lot of, uh, and by the way, let, let's just say what these movies are, just because for people who aren't keeping track, but Gemini Man, Terminator 6, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Triple Frontier, Flarsky, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, uh, Velvet, Buzzsaw, Rocket Man, and Lucy in the Sky. I feel like out of that list, I'm honestly most excited for Flarsky. All right. Uh, HD, which one would you pick? Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh, Brad. 
this is wait 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 a minute. I I'm confused. I thought we were picking our number oh. one. Yeah, what are you most excited to see uh, out, of, out of these, dummy? Wait, out of the the middle or the yeah, out, yeah. out of the middle? Where does the middle begin? I'm confused. Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, gotcha. Um, gosh, uh, Rocket Man. Uh, ben. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> uh, Leaving me to pick Triple Frontier. Okay, uh, once you didn't come to me, Jacob. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jeez. What, what's your pick, Chris? I'm sorry. <laughs> Mine would be extremely wicked. Okay. All right. So the ones that did not get picked at all: Lucy in the Sky, Hobbs and Shaw, Terminator Six, and Gemini Man. Can we say goodbye to those just on that run? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Of those ones that were picked, um, Velvet Buzzsaw got two picks. Um, so. We can always just say democracy wins and put Velvet Buzzsaw into one of the final three slots. Um, but we're gonna, or we can hash this out. What do you guys think? Yeah, I would say put Velvet Buzzsaw up there because it got the most votes so far. Sure. I'll be, be, be Velvet Buzzsaw. I'd be perfectly happy to see in this list. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. That means there's two more slots and four more movies: Rocket Man, uh, Triple Frontier. Farsky, Extremely Wicked, Chocolate Evil, and Vile. Here's another uh, question. Do we know Extremely Wicked is coming out this year? I mean, it doesn't have an official release date yet, but... It, has it, has it been, does it have a studio? Hmm. I don't uh, know. It's a good question. I, we, we usually keep, like, not... Uh, film festival debuts as our, like... You know, we're keeping the, the release date as... That's what we usually do for, like, our best of, right? Yeah, it has no distributor yet. I mean, it, has, it, has, it may have a voltage pictures, but it doesn't have a distributor... Um, which, if Peter wants to lean on this, um, I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to find reasons to cut something, yeah. but I don't like I'm not I'm not gonna like push that, so it's it's up yeah. to you guys. Yeah, my, my, I think it's a good point though. I mean, there's always sometimes you make use most anticipated lists, and the movie doesn't even come out that year. So it's actually something. It's a point worth considering. That might happen with the Irishman. No, I don't know. I think that happened last year. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. on our list, and then it never came out. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make my case for Triple Frontier, which is that this movie's been in production for so long with so many different names, a rotating cast of people. This movie has been uh, imagined. <laughs> there are like six different versions of this movie from six different filmmakers with six different casts. And the fact that it's now on Netflix with J.C. Chandor and this current cast is it, it, it is a curiosity. It is the kind of thing where I would and, and I would love to see this so I can imagine the other versions. I would love like there's a version of this that Directed by Catherine Bigelow, starring Johnny Depp, and that's super weird compared to the J.C. Chandor version starring Ben Affleck. And I just think that Chandor makes really, really good movies, really like movies that don't make a lot of money, the movies that don't attract a lot of mainstream attention, which is why he's a good partner for Netflix, the kind of stuff that he can help them fill their content void. And I, I'm interested in seeing him do a military story with this cast, but I also understand if nobody else is as interested as I am. So just let me know. Let me down gently, but let me know. I'm interested, but I th- I feel like what you just said made me less interested, because like yeah. all that all that sounds like it's going to end up being a bad film because of how many people have been involved over the years. Do you know what I mean? Yep, that's yeah. fair. That, that's a, that's an entirely fair reaction to, to the same thing. Yeah, and I'm the that's one that suggested this too. movie too. So <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, that's so my reaction too. Just because like the troubled production history makes it sound like it might end up being a disaster. Yeah. Okay. You got you know it's a case for me like. For me, it's like the fact that it ended up with Chandor is a really fascinating end to the disaster, as opposed to being the you know the next event in a series of potential disasters. Yeah. 
But you know, I, I, I'm I'm not so passionate that I want to fight for it. Uh, so I'm going to delete it. All right, so leaves with Farsky, Rocket Man, Extremely Wicked. Which two of these make the list, guys? Or which one do we mo- remove? I'd recommend removing oh. Flarsky just because I hate that title. Every time I see it, it makes me angry. I, like, I, Flarsky! I, I do hate the title. I didn't even know what it was on the list, even though I added it to the list earlier. Because I, I it's such a forgettable, bad title. But uh, I don't think that's the reason to remove it. Picturing, <laughs> mm. like, know. in the movie, there's people who are just like, Flarsky! And then there's, like, a goofy sound well, effect. No, I, I, I think his name... <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> No, I think I, I think it's the main guy's name is named Flarsky or something. I know. I'm picturing them like say like oh Flarsky, and it's like wah wah wah, and he falls downstairs. Yeah, and Seth Rogen plays Fred Flarsky. I hope that there's a, a, a an, an edit in the trailer where it's just his name being yelled a bunch of times. Flarsky, oh, yes, <laughs> Flarsky, Flarsky. And then the yeah, title... like, like like the Mordecai trailer, Mordecai, and then everyone like looks. <laughs> oh wow! I I started uh, scrolling down the list of this cast even more because I only said Charlie Theron and Ale- Alexander Skarsgård before, uh, but it also has Andy Serkis, it has Seth Rogen, Randall Park, O'Shea Jackson Jr. and uh, Odenkirk. Yeah, uh, and uh, Boyd's to Men are in this playing themselves. <laughs> Okay, sold. Farsky belongs in the top 25. <laughs> By the way, why do Boys to Men have, the, like, the group It has a credit in IMDb? It's not like the actual individual well, members. They all, they all live together in one house. They sleep in one big bed. It's like a thing. <laughs> it's probably their credit from the music, the soundtrack section of IMDb, Peter, yeah. is my guess. But yeah. All right. Um, I'm all for putting Farsky in here. I mean, personally... My personal two picks would be Farsky and Extremely Wicked. Um, Peter, I think we'll... I would pick the same thing, but just to add that. And Brad, you'd pick Rocket Man and what else? Uh, I would pick Rocket Man and Flarsky, actually. Uh, HD? I would actually also pick Flarsky and Rocket Man because I'm not sure if Extremely Wicked could come out in 2019, even if it's festival release. And with Peter's support for Farsky, I think that means that Farsky makes the top 25, guys. So it becomes, oh. a rock, becomes Ted, Bundy versus, Ted Bundy versus Elton John for the final slot. <laughs> Pick your fighter. Uh. Yeah, I think the, the main marking is extremely wicked is, you know, is it going to make it this year? Because there are so many Sundance movies, as Peter said, that yeah. like have that one big actor don't leave an impression and come out get dumped in March of the next year. That happens so often. Here's what makes me want to push Rocket Man more than Extremely Wicked. Uh, we're going to see Extremely Wicked later this month in January, so we'll know soon enough if it's going to be worth people anticipating and actually good. Whereas Rocket Man doesn't come out until May, and I think if the studio is confident enough to give it a May release date, this is going to be a big movie that I think will surprise people, and it's worth getting really excited about. I don't know. The, the only thing about it is it's another biopic and I know that they're doing it differently or they say they're going to, I'm just, I don't know. Um, I guess you could make the same argument about extremely wicked and it's another, you know, low budget, uh, indie movie about a serial killer, but, um, Hey, worst case scenario, it's the second best movie to have tiny dancer in the soundtrack. (laughs) According to our staff, Um, right? 
Almost famous, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, first one? Almost famous. Oh. Um, it's on most of our top ten lists of all time. Is it? Uh, yeah, I, I think not, it was... not you and me, Chris, but yes. And <laughs> the not rest me of the either, because I haven't seen it. And not oh, really? Me. Wait, yeah. I thought it so, was. Well, by most of you mean you. And... Wait, I, I thought right. it was at some so point. The, 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 previous genera- the previous generation of Oh, maybe it was the previous generation. Yeah. yeah it, used to be, it used to be more, but now not so much because we got a bunch of grumps over here. Yeah. <laughs> grumps okay. Unite. Wait, wait, Sorry. HT, you haven't seen Almost I Famous? I haven't seen Almost Famous, and H- I should get around to it at some point. HT, this is one of my top be... five movies of all time. Please, 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 please see it. Yeah, I need to watch it. I really like it, actually. All right, let's go and do a democracy. This is not binding. Let's do a democratic vote. I'm going to put my vote behind Extremely Wicked. Uh, Peter, what would you vote for here? <sighs> I... Uh, come back to me. Uh, HD. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for Rocket Man. And we know Brad's Rocket Man, right? Yep. Uh, ben. Uh, extremely wicked. Oh God! We know Chris is extremely wicked. I sure am extremely wicked. <laughs> and I uh, vote we remove Flarsky. Can we go back to that? <laughs> uh, 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 I'm going to pick Rocket Man because I've been won over by the whole Brad argument about. about are you about just January. doing this to put more pressure on Peter? Uh, for two reasons. One, I don't. I, think, I, don't, uh, I don't like I this, Peter, Jacob. I think Peter. I think uh, Brad's point that. Um, uh, that we're going to see Extremely Wicked very, very soon. And if it's good, we can hype it for the rest of the year and like, talk about how good it is for throughout the rest of the year. Where it, also, I want to see Peter Sweat. So, um, Honestly, I'm not too excited about either of these movies. <laughs> but I feel like the one that I'm sure I'm probably going to see is Rocket Man. So I have to go with Rocket Man. <laughs> All right. So this is not binding. But Rocket Man does have that slight edge with me kind of waffling in the middle. Um. Okay. Like, I feel like th- there's so many Sundance movies that fit this criteria of the biopic that has like the one big star, and like a lot of them end up being bad. And sure, some of them end up being um, like that movie with Jason Segel, uh, a few years ago at Sundance. Jeff, who lives at home. No. <laughs> oh, end of the tour. End the of the tour. David Gordon. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Some of them end up being that. But a lot of them do not. So uh, I just I, I I wish if there was like buzz, like if we had if like there was even like a variety review out there that was like, this is a great well, movie. No one has seen it yet. Yeah, I know. I know. I just I just feel like the 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 chances for this movie being good, despite everything that you said about it is. is and and that... you would put those chances uh you would you would put those chances in Rocket Man's favor based on what well, you've seen. Well, here's the from thing: that. I, I'm not even excited about Rocket Man, but I do like the idea of having like an. I hope it's like across the universe where it's kind of like fantastical, like a lot, like a lot fantastical. I'm worried that it's not going to be that. I'm I'm worried it's just going to be a couple moments of that. Um, but I th- I think I'd be more excited about Rocket Man if it is in fact that what they're trying to sell. So is that your vote? Is that it? it that, that, that's that's my vote, but like that, that that's still wait. Does not, that decide not, it? Votes aren't binding. I I don't want this to be won by votes. I want it to be won by us reaching a decision but, together. But honestly, guys, I I don't. <laughs> I honestly don't care. I honestly don't care about the like you guys. I, I can excuse myself from this vote. 
<laughs> Here, here's one more because right no, but like Here. these two films, like like it really. I don't know. I don't care about either of these films. Here, here's but. one more case, really quickly, to try to sum this up. Looking back at the list that we have so far, the 24 movies on there, most of those movies are super high profile movies, like we've said, you know, that we either know about, we've seen trailers for, whatever. Uh, the case for Extremely Wicked, I think, is that it putting it on this list at this point in the year, so early in January, will put it on more people's radar, and everybody already knows about Rocket Man, or if they don't, then they will. And, you know, just in terms of, like, a list that has a lot of uh, different facets to it, I feel like Extremely Wicked uh, seems like an appropriate choice for the 25, you know, for number 25 on this part. I mean, not that these are the actual numbered ranked entries, but you know what I'm saying. And to go against that, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking plenty about Extremely Wicked when, when we get around doing Sundance, because I know it's one of Chris's most anticipated movies of, of Sundance. And it's definitely going to be our most anticipated movies of Sundance preview that we do before the festival begins. So there's going to be plenty of talk about this movie. Oh, the, but the, the other thing I do want to mention, I, I hate to – Chris, I'm not trying to put the case against Extremely Wicked. But it's also uh, from Voltage Pictures, which has a really bad track record of films. Yes, but have you considered this? Flarsky is called Flarsky. <laughs> Right. Guys, just a compromise. Uh, you guys can say yes or no to this. How about we remove Flarsky in Pushing the Wicked no. and Rocket Man in the John I want Flarsky over those two after, films. After, I'm actually after, interested in Flarsky, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. For everything Peter said about Flarsky, I, I totally am in for Flarsky, especially because there aren't a lot of comedies on this list. Everyone stop saying Flarsky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Flarsky. Okay. All right, you know what? I'm going to end this. Let's. I vote for Rocket Man. I want this. To, I want this Cold War to end. <laughs> Sorry, now Chris. All right, Rocket Man makes the top twenty-five. But Shimmy Wicked, Chocolate Vile, Talk Chocolate Evil, and Vile will premiere at Sundance later this month. We will have reviews, and if it's good, you'll be hearing about it throughout the year. All right, Ben, read the top ten and order the first ten of our final list. Yes, we have Star Wars Episode Nine: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It, Chapter 2, The Irishman, Us, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Knives Out, John Wick, Chapter 3, Captain Marvel, and Avengers Endgame. HT, how about uh, 11 through 20? Spider-Man, Far From Home, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Scary Story to Tell in the Dark, Toy Story 4, Pet Cemetery, Jojo Rabbit, The Lion King, Shazam, Men in Black International, and Joker. And Chris, read the bottom five so you can say Flarsky out loud one more time. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> the Report, Detective B- Pikachu, Velvet Buzzsaw, Flarsky, yes! and Rocket Man. <laughs> That's the Slash Films 25 most anticipated movies of 2019. We will have them uh, properly ranked and written about for a feature on the website early next week. Yeah, so uh, off air, we're going to rank them, and that, you know, when it gets published on the site, it will have a definitive group rating, a ranking from us. So uh, look forward to that on SlashFilm.com. You can find more of all of our work on SlashFilm.com. This podcast, SlashFilm Daily, is published every weekday on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular uh, podcast apps. Send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, or life advice from Chris to Peter at slash Like you could send Chris a letter asking him if he should if 
you should see Flarsky in yes, theaters. Yes, please do. Um, <laughs> and please let us know if you, you're liking these uh, Writers Room podcasts. I know we've done a lot of like really extended podcasts lately, and that just happened to be because it was the end of the year. We're probably going to get back to our normal like 30-minute episodes next week, so uh, look forward to that. Uh, uh, please go to our, our iTunes page. Write us a couple sentences. T- uh, give us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And we'll see you tomorrow. Or Monday, rather. We'll see you on Monday. And J- right, J- right. Jacob, you are the managing editor of the site, right? Yeah. So you, you get to assign who reviews movies, correct? Yes. So yeah. uh, who are you going to assign <laughs> to review Flarsky? Listen. Oh. <laughs> Don't oh. you do it. Don't you dare. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll crawl. I think Chris may, maybe owes me a few favors. HT wants to review Flarsky, I believe. I think she said it somewhere. I think it would be hilarious to send Chris to the junket, the Flarsky <laughs> junket. <laughs> Fly him out to LA if they do yeah. it here. All Just right, I'll that. do that at least. <laughs>